0: Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan.
0: Last year, I spent more money spilled liquor virus from one side of this world to the other, then you may.
1: It's time for Dirt and Sprague.
0: You're talking to the Rolex, wearing diamond ring, wearing kiss, stealing, Woo!
1: With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague.
0: Wheel of dealing, limousine light, jet flying, son of a gun.
1: Dirt and Sprague on 1080.
0: And I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down.
2: The fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan, the Odyssey app, 995 HD2. And of course, YouTube.com backslash 1080 The Fan. If you missed the first hour, you can catch it at the Service Patriots Podcast at 1080thefan.com, the podcast section. Who organizes the sheets and then puts them away? <laughs> Is that an Isaac production? Is that a Schultzy thing? I don't know who does it, but stop. Just stop. Like, nobody know. needs to had We had, to...
1: had roundtable last night, so okay. I don't know who was I'm in I'm going to blame Schultz. Blame Schultz. Damn Schulte. it. Schultz,
2: what are you doing? Just leave the papers where they are. They're not bothering you. They're out of the way, and they're easy to read when they're laid out like this. They need to be right in front of you. Hey, by the way, check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com the fan. And of course, we've got the mail sack at 815, so get the mail sack questions in. 503 864 6326. That's the Vancouver Ford text line. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit them at VancouverFord.com. Uh, Heather Dinich wrote a piece on the College Football Playoff Committee and their decision-making here. And um, quite the statements to be making. There were a lot of them in there, a lot of quotes in there. I, I know it was anonymous, but to have some of the quotes that they had, and even if you don't have a name attached to it, it's like, that's what that's how you guys were viewing this? It, it's pretty remarkable. It's inside the college football playoff committee's decision to leave out Florida State, and she she goes through it. And she, I mean, the first quote, it just it hits you right there. It says, "All of us had the emotion emotional tie like holy s. This is really going to suck to do this. Yeah, we talked about that over and over, and we just kept coming back to on Florida State. Are they good enough with what they have to win a national championship? And it just kept coming back to we didn't think they could." That quote in particular got tossed around and went viral dirt because they've been on the record too many times to count since the start of this saying, we don't project out. We don't project out. And then when it came to a television decision, not a football decision... They projected out, and they chose yeah. Alabama. Yeah, look, the this is the, the, I will repeat what I've always said: this whole process is dumb. None of it has ever made any sense. You have thirteen people sitting in a room deciding who gets to play for a championship. Like, just if you just take yourself out of the college football bubble and think about that existing in any other sport, it would be lunacy. We would never decide a champion that way. And This is the final year, and they had been waiting all season for this to settle itself. They assumed Florida State would lose with a backup quarterback. They assumed that Alabama could drop a game somewhere. Auburn damn near beat them. They assumed that Washington would lose at some point. They keep eking out wins. This will all settle itself. We'll get to the end of the year. You'll have a couple of one-loss conference champions. We can all guess who's going to be in, and there you go. This will be wrapped up nice and tidy. The the one thing that I will push back on, though— and I hear that a lot of, like, this was made for television. And I don't necessarily disagree with the overall premise of it. But I also feel like it's taking away the aspect of as if Alabama didn't deserve to go to the playoff as well. And you can we can argue... Who had the better? Who had the more deserving case? Was it an undefeated Florida State or a one-loss Alabama? That's a valid argument to have, but we, I think there's this notion out there that they put in like a three-loss SEC champion because they didn't want Florida State playing with a backup quarterback. Alabama lost two games last year, and if you remember in the playoffs going into the committee selection, you remember what Nick Saban did? He said we were one of the four best. So he, kept, he did the same yeah. exact crap. We should, we deserve to be in? We only yep. lost two games by a couple of points, blah, yep. blah. and everybody said, "Shut up! You didn't win your conference. You don't have an argument. You're a two-loss team." The way that I've always viewed the playoff is if you're a conference champion, undefeated or one loss, you're thrown into a collection of, all right, these are our candidates and we get to pick the teams. There's this notion that it was only made for television and that football had nothing to do with it when Alabama just dominated the best team in the country on Saturday. Well, I think you can make from this, I think you can read this piece by Denich and conclude that it was TV, not football, because this is a damning part right here. Inside the crux of the debate, in the wee hours of Sunday morning, centered on how to evaluate Florida State, which beat Louisville with its third-string quarterback after Travis went down and Rodemaker went down. They were both sidelined by injury. While the Seminoles' defense impressed the committee and had all year, there were significant uh, concerns about FSU's offense. I don't know if the committee, and this is kind of damning in itself, was even aware why the backup quarterback was out for just that game and that he was going to be back for their bowl game. Mm -hmm. I mean, he did play against Florida, and he didn't look very good. Offensively, they didn't play very well. I mean, they were down early in a road game, in a hostile environment against... (laughs) We're not doing this again. Bama needed 4th and 31 against Auburn. That's worse to me than beating Florida... Going away at the end of that ball game, and it if wasn't they lose like, that game, they're not in the playoff. I, yeah, I know. What about Georgia? You cannot be telling me in good conscience you're an arguer arguer of the top four best four teams in college football, and Georgia's not one of them. You they're just not can't. a conference champion. That's a like that's a major criteria for making the clearly college not a four state. Well, if, see, again, <laughs> undefeated conference champion. The way that, that doesn't matter. But, oh, SEC conference champion and, sure. like, really a two-team conference, maybe a three-team if you want to put Ole Miss and Missouri in that category. Sure. I just I, – I don't know, man. It's the bending of this whole argument that's just kind of been funny for me to follow – Because we're projecting out on a team that we don't know what they would do. I mean, we know what they would do. We know that they would lose. It's okay to admit that. No, I don't know that. (laughs) See, this is where I will... We literally talked yesterday about uh, what would happen, and this would happen, and that would happen. And then we also, in the same show, talked about teams that lost when we didn't expect it. That were to fully healthy teams. Like, there's they there's not have had their backup quarterback back. That's for the not a fully game. healthy team. There's not a person alive that would have picked Florida State to beat Michigan, cool. and that's okay. To I would have taken the 16 to 17 points and been okay with that. That's okay. You can cover the spread. That's not winning the game. So I I think there's a difference here, though, right? Like there's a deserving case, and that argument is 100 valid. They deserve to be in the college football playoff. Where I will continue to push back is that one, they didn't have a chance in hell at winning a national championship. There was zero zero chance Florida State was going to win that's, a national championship. That's I'm not, not a saying criteria. I'm not saying it's a criteria i will also continue to push back that this notion that alabama was not deserving and i hate that i have to be the guy that defends alabama because it makes me feel really slimy and dirty i think we all view this through different lenses right like what's more important eyeball test or resume What's more important? Who you've beaten or who you've lost to, right? Like there's all these different metrics. And I think to find the best playoff, you have to do the best job of combining them. This is There's this belief out there that they put a three-loss or a two-loss team in who had no argument whatsoever to make it over Florida State, and that's just not the case. They had to decide between a precedent. The precedent was you're either going to overseed or supersede a head-to-head outcome between Texas and Alabama, or you're going to do something that you've never done before, and that is not allow an undefeated a team to make the college football playoff, and they chose the latter. They chose to to eliminate Florida State, and I will maintain. Pate made this this opinion the other night. I think this is a good thing long-term for Florida State because they get to spend the entire offseason arguing we were wronged, we were damned, and they don't have to go to the playoff and then hear everybody complain when they're down 24 to nothing in the first half to Michigan. I just... Beating Georgia certainly is an incredible feat. I mean, it's the best win of the college football season. Whether you agree with it or not, it is the best win of the college football season. And it's not even close. Uh, Texas winning by ten at Tuscaloosa sure. is Alabama more impressive has, to they me. They were the number than, one team all season. They haven't lost a game in two years, and they dominated the yeah. football game. Alabama also has five stars at every position too. Like that, I think Texas winning at Alabama is more impressive. That's a neutral site win. Texas went to Tuscaloosa and sure. won by ten, and it was in week two. It's about how you're playing at the end of the season. I think you can also make an argument. Washington beating Oregon is definitely up there too. Like absolutely, it is. This is where. The whole, like, the best win conversation loses me. It's like, Alabama could win the title this break. Like, duh. They recruit five stars every year. In a year where they lose two games, they could win the national championship. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. We're getting away from, not that, I guess, ultimately, we're going to have 12 next year. And the committee, I think, looked at this and said, no, we're doing a TV production. We're not doing football. Because nobody's ever made an argument against the undefeated conference champion ever. Yeah, I think part of the reason I'm just not quite as upset about it as some well, is because like, you want to see the game. I do, too. I want to see—I'm going to pick Alabama to beat Michigan. Well, sure. I, I'm not a, as big a believer in Michigan as other people. I want the four best teams in, and I also don't respect the ACC. That's part of this for me. Like, we've left Why out— Why do of- we respect the Big 12? That's a valid argument, but it's because Texas beat Alabama. That's part of the reason that Texas is in. If so, Texas had lost another game, again, they wouldn't be in the college football playoff. If Houston had beaten them, if TCU had beaten them, if Kansas State had beaten them, they wouldn't be in the playoff. If they lost Oklahoma and their conference is trash, but they have that one win of the... I just My only thing to what you're saying, because I think what you're saying is how a lot of people are viewing this and the committee, You're you're basing this off of like two games out of 13. Mm-hmm. And Florida State Winning both games and holding Louisville to that point output. Their defense is fantastic. Nobody disagrees with that. Yeah, I just, I I don't know. I think it's a little ludicrous. And, again, I I will just maintain, if you cannot make the opinion against your own team being in the same position, I'm not sure it's a real take. It's just, I want to see this football game more than it is, what did the team do this year? Well, they went 13-0 and they won their conference, and one of the best top 20, 20, 30, 35 Offenses in all of football, they held to like six points Mm -hmm. and looked fundamentally broken in their conference championship game. They totally did. And had they just lied about Jordan Travis's injury and said he's questionable for a bowl game and said, well, we won by 10 or scored another field goal or touchdown, we wouldn't be having the conversation. No. Which should make you and people like you kind of reevaluate and go this is kind of ridiculous and the if whole thing seven is dumb. more points they're in <laughs> the whole thing's dumb the whole playoff is dumb there's 13 people in a room that get to decide who get to compete for a national championship and they openly admit to Heather Dinich, even off the record but like with the quotes being allowed to be used they just I think you read this and you conclude they openly just tell you this is an entertainment decision, not football. I, but see, and this is where I disagree. They chose the four best teams in the country. No, they That's didn't Georgia's not in it. Well, sure. But so j- don't give me the four best team garbage from the committee because the committee is full of crap. They ranked Florida <laughs> State ahead of Georgia. Nobody would pick Georgia to lose to Florida State. No, Nobody not. thinks Florida State's better than Georgia. It's all a lie. This, I told you, this is WWE now. Sports is WWE. <laughs> did you see Deion Sanders' uh, interview on Levitard? I did not. Like he just gets on the interview. He's like, it's portal season. It's this is WWE now. Stephen A. Smith records himself on his cell phone in his living room, laughing at the Dallas Cowboys, and it goes super viral because let's just trash the Cowboys. And then like Jerry Jones leans into it. And now it's kind of it just, it's comical. It's sports. This is gonna sound old timey. In Swag's day, it used to be sacred. It's no longer sacred. I mean, back when we didn't even play national championships, yeah, you we just would played just... a random team in a bowl game and then claim a half title. Hey, if Florida State beats Georgia and goes undefeated, <laughs> they're going to claim a national championship. I would, too. This is why it's a good thing for them long-term, I because they had zero chance to win in the playoff. They get to I go the my... us-against-the-world argument. say zero chance to win against Michigan. Zero. Like, I, say I, six. I'm not giving them any. T- say six I'll give percent. them two percent. It's freaking two, football, I'll man. I'll give them two percent. They're not winning the game with a backup quarterback. You can tell me all you want that we didn't think Oregon was going to beat Washington. Washington has a Heisman finalist at quarterback. Oh, I'm not talking about the game. I would comp I would just comp the game last year. They got scared of the TCU Georgia thing. Yeah. That's what happened. And then Georgia lost by 800 points in the national championship. So Michigan game. cheats, loses <laughs> to a Big 12 non-conference champion last year in the playoff, but no worries at all there at all. Look, I just I, I hope that our anger is pointed in the right spot, and the right spot is the system is stupid. It has always been stupid. I've been arguing this for a decade. A 14 playoff never made sense. We should have expanded a long time ago. The rest of the postseason doesn't matter, and it sucks that there had to have been a casualty along the way. What I will continue to maintain, though, is I don't think this was purely for entertainment because that insinuates that Alabama and Texas did not. Have have an argument to get into the playoff. And they both had an argument to get into the playoff. Yeah, it's just a matter of, is it a better argument than undefeated conference champion? You can certainly make the case because of backup quarterbacks. I will just always say nobody should be left out in that scenario. And football can football at weird times when you don't expect it. It's a really good piece by Dinich, though. Really good quotes in there. Just open and honest. Just don't attach their names to it because... Cowards don't do that. A bunch of old fogies watching college football and picking the best TV matchups. Uh, Coming up next, the Heisman finalists announced... Where is this whole market at? Is this just Jaden Daniels award? How we feel about Penix and company? That's next on the fan.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries. There's joy in every journey.
2: All right, I feel gross. I feel gross. We just need a 12-team playoff, man. It's a very simple solution. Could have bumped it up this year. There really was no have. reason you couldn't, have. No. Thanks, George. The other thing that we need... that No, I will... you could have superseded it all and said, let's yeah. do this. I, Shut you know, up, George. You know another reason, Dirt, I'm arguing against you? Yeah. You know I don't like Florida State. Sure, I Yeah. Did you catch Sankey on game day? I no, thought I don't that, watch any of that. Well, I I, I was kind. I saw the McAfee troll job of the Bulldog fans, which was, again, I've always said this. He is a wrestler. People get yes upset by him. He's a pro wrestler. He knows how to troll, fire up people. That's what his job is. He's energy. And he's YouTube. That's why ESPN really paid him. Yeah. Um, Sankey was on game day this I weekend. I most of that. It it. Pissed me off. There's I mean, it's so a campaign speech. I mean, that's all it there. is. It's just... we're the SEC and we belong yeah, in. He, I think that is he's the best at let what he's doing. This. But it pisses me off listening to him. Like we should all get in. we are the FCC. And <laughs> let me ask like, you this. Oh. Let me ask you this. I'm going to ask a question. Okay, because I think a lot of this outrage is coming from an anti-SEC angle. Yes, the conference is not very good should? this year. Nobody's really busting balls about Texas being a one-loss team that jumped Florida State. I don't hear any of that. It's just a debate about Alabama. Should they? have jumped but we're just okay with texas being a one-loss conference champ I, that's part of it that cracks and me texas up Texas had a worse loss texas had a worse loss I well have. and a lot florida state doesn't have a loss texas has yeah. a loss i made that anonymity. case yesterday this was an easy thing one two three undefeated then texas because they beat Bama. Sure. like there you go if they would have if oregon would have won on friday would you have been okay with them jumping florida state or would you rather had florida state in the playoff over oregon if it came down to those two if it came down to those two because what's the difference? I would uh, Oregon lost a game. Don't the games have to matter? Yeah, I I would probably take Florida State. Still, I'd still be arguing on okay. the undefeated team, and okay. that would obviously not be very popular in this area. But I I I just none of the Duck fans, Husky fans, Bama fan, none of these fan bases would be sitting going, you know. My team was undefeated when the conference champion. I get it. We should definitely let the other team that lost already, we should let them <laughs> pass us. You just wouldn't make the argument. And so, like, I, I just, that's kind of my whole point. It's gross, though. I don't like defending Florida State. But Greg Sankey, like, you know the ACC had a winning record against the SEC this year? They did. So you just called it a trash conference. They were better against that conference. That they were. There's no There's no disputing any of those facts. Did any of the it's talking not a heads
1: up there point that
2: out? Uh, yeah, it's been – It's you can literally look this information No, 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 no but up. I mean
1: during the interview, I didn't catch all of it, but did, you know, Herbie or no, somebody say – because Herbie
2: wanted Bama in. Everybody – what do you think Greg McElroy wanted? He started the damn show with, Al. you just can't leave Alabama out. And I'm like, cool, what school did you go to, bro? The only one with a conscience seemingly was Booger McFarlane. He's like, okay, so now we're doing the style point eyeball test, huh? Just – undefeated conference champion, just, nah, piss it off, go away. The, the toughest part about all this is that there's no, and this has been the thing that I've argued, not on top of an expanded playoff, which we desperately need, is that there's, there's not a standardized form of scheduling, and no. everybody plays a different slate. And this is why I don't lose a lot of sleep over it. Now, this is an opinion. It's not a fact, so you can push back on it all you want. If Florida State had to play Alabama schedule, they don't go undefeated. That's an opinion of mine, but I will maintain that opinion. If they have to play Texas in non-conference, who's better than anybody Florida State played all year? Florida State's best win is LSU. LSU was Alabama's like third or fourth best win, especially after they beat Georgia in the SEC title game. Because Ole Miss is ranked higher than them, so maybe third. I'd have to go look at the rest of their schedule. If they played Alabama's schedule, they're not an undefeated team, and that's why I don't lose a lot of sleep over this. I know it's a little disrespectful to the ACC, but I don't view them that much differently than when like Central Florida went undefeated. Louisville was the second best team in that conference. Clemson was a dumpster fire for seventy five percent of the season. Duke was a disappointment with injuries. Miami went seven and five. I think. Georgia Tech finishing third in the ACC, who was running like the wing T two years ago. I just don't respect that conference very much. And so the whole notion of you're an undefeated power five, it sucks. They, I, they deserved a shot at playing for a championship. But if they played a tougher schedule, they're not going undefeated. Well, I feel gross and I need to feel good. So I'm going to read this. This is a letter to the editor of the Oregonian. You like reading these? The letter to the editor? I always love that. Letter to the editor. Now yeah. we're going to put it publicly. Everyone connected with the Oregon Ducks football should be ashamed of themselves. Mm. They almost single-handedly ruined Oregon State football. They could have made a stand against the unbridled greed of college football and the broadcast networks. They could have recommitted to survival with the (laughs) Pac-12. If they had, then all the other remaining schools would have jumped on board. TV deals would have eventually been worked out to provide plenty of money to the programs. Instead, the Ducks caved, mortally wounding a terrific Beavers program. Shameful conduct (laughs) on every level. If the Ducks think they will gain more of everything in the Big Ten – they are in for a rude awakening. Karma has a way of equalizing bad behavior. Karma is coming. And I, for one, will enjoy every minute of it. Jim Spur, Cannon Beach. Shout out Jim Spur, man. <laughs> We're the cause of all your problems. Not your university president, not Larry Scott, yeah. not George Klyavkov, <laughs> not USC and UCLA. I think there is, a, there is a frustration. I hope I see Jim at Cannon Beach this week, and I'm going on a weekend <laughs> getaway. Jim, up, if Jim? I see him at a coffee uh, shop, I'm like, Jim, great letter to the editor. Go, Beebs, Jim. Basketball that, school. I <laughs> that finger. There's been a pushback, I think, from some. I I think Oregon fan has been angry with being called the reason this all fell apart. Wow, and, you're and the that's in state. A, I mean, you're sure. Just, yeah, that's what that is.
1: Oregon I, had a lifeboat to jump into. You could have been with state us.
2: Did we could have won this lawsuit together. Uh, we could have all been rich. I mean, last I saw, didn't you not Origin get a stay in the Supreme Court? Isn't the last court ruling not in your favor? I don't know. I haven't been following closely. I don't know.
1: I don't know if they ever got... Are they? they is an appeal being heard? Can because, I give you a hot take?
2: Yeah. Just let me know if we're getting the money, and when that happens, yeah. I'll celebrate. I'm not doing this like, what does this legal mumbo-jumbo mean? <laughs> yeah, there was like a stay, and I don't know who got a stay, well, there's and there was a, a ruling. a stay a good thing? Is that a bad thing, thing? I don't know what don't any of this means.
1: While... Uh, and for whatever reason, you dub seems to be the leader of the other 10 in all the lawsuit action. So I don't know why that don't they have, really I don't, is. I don't
2: know this, but they have a pretty good law school. Don't they? You well, they know? have one
1: of three law schools in the state of Washington. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Ooh, okay.
2: Um, I think that's why they're representing
1: everything. <laughs> but why isn't Cal or Stanford or one of the Arizona schools or something like that? I don't know why there, I don't know why you dub mm. is the one that's out in the forefront with this. Um, but as I last understood, you have to you have to have your appeal be willing to be heard. The appellate court or the Supreme Court does not. If they don't hear it, then the ruling stands, and that's it. So I don't know if they've got. I'm they've, looking at Dirt had an wagon. Wagon. and
2: Dirt has no idea what you're talking about. I Sounds appellate legit. court, regular court, Supreme Court. Yeah. <laughs> you put the cigarette in my mouth. I'm a LeBron James meme now. I don't care. <laughs> Doesn't matter to me. Just tell getting... me when I get the money. Do we get the monies or not? That's all I care about. <laughs> the monies. The monies. It's, I mean, that was kind of the other part of Friday night. It was just like, it's, it's officially over. I know. That it's was, all over. I did have a weird feeling. Coincidentally, I told you did I've been you? numb through the whole process. I finally had like a weird feeling. And then I watched Klivkoff on that stage and he just disappeared like a real coward. And I just chuckled and go, of course, that's how this all ends. And I'm glad that Oregon and Washington, we finally, the first time, it was the first top five matchup in the Pac-12. They gave a stat on the broadcast in like 70 years. It's been forever since we've had one of those. Is that, I heard that and I saw that on Twitter and people, uh, Chris Felik is the one that I saw tweet that out. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know if that's correct. I believe Stanford and Oregon played when they were both top five. It was usually early in the season. No, I think people brought up the box score, and it said Stanford five, Oregon three. Okay, And it was the game, the Ertz game. Oh, okay. I'll Anyways, go back people are pushing back on that stat and saying, "No, no, no." Stanford, Oregon play. They were top five. Anyways, I'll go it, see if I can find. It, that. Your point is ultimately you had your best matchup possible in a conference championship. Dude, ten million people watched that game on Friday night. As they should have. Ten million people. It was the. It was maybe the best conference title game of the weekend. I'm glad that we figured this out in time. Let's see. Stanford was not Stanford. Oh, unless that's final ranking. Hold on. This says Oregon was number two and Stanford was number thirteen. Number fourteen, excuse me. Okay, I saw a screenshot. Oregon was the number one team in the country, so they ended up they finished number two, and Stanford finished thirteen. But they were a nine and two team coming in, and Oregon was ten and one. I don't know why, but Jim Spur has a sick gray beard, and he's hitting those waves with his dory boat. Ergo, (laughs) beaves. I just Jim Spur in my head. This is what he looks like as he writes this angry letter to the
3: editor. It's okay.
1: Ah, the ducks. My they mom, got us my, this time. My mom wrote a classic a letter <laughs> to the editor of the Old Lake Oswego Review in my really? youth. Really? What was it about? Uh, she was chastising Going uh, woke? the uh, choir parents leaving the music <laughs> concert early before the uh, band had an opportunity to perform. Yes. let them perform. Let them play. Oh, so
2: they left before you got on yes. stage? Oh, my JC. Let them nice. play. What would your mom call you, Jason, or is it a nickname? Jay. That was Jason. Jason. Oh, yeah. I was hoping for like a cute little nickname. No. <laughs> Come on, Jay. No? No. Now I kind of hope Oregon State gets an invite to the Big Ten and they send it to Jim and he turns it down because morals matter, right, Jim? No, the Big Ten. We got to go to the Big Ten. We'll football. stay in the Mountain West. No. <laughs> Back to. let Let's get some rockfish. <laughs> I don't know why Jim Spur in my head Cannon Beach. I don't. There you go. <laughs> all those bougie duck fans, like all those bougie choir parents. What's Jim Spur doing today? I would be willing to wager he's looking for One Eyed Willie's ship. He's out there looking for pirate Arr, booty. Where's that pirate booty? <laughs> go, bees! I read your letter to the editor, Jim. Very well done. Shout out, Jim. I don't feel as gross now. Uh, coming up next, I. I don't know what you want to get to. This whole day has been weird and unorganized, and we're all over the place. I want to talk about the things that the committee got actually wrong, because I got more. It's we not already even committee. did talk about that. It's not even the committee. I don't even know who votes on this and how this is decided. But okay. I have I have an axe to grind, and we haven't talked about it yet. Uh, we'll get to that. We got Heisman finalists. I didn't get to that segment. Uh, Bo is in it. Does Bo still have a shot at this? Maybe. I I don't know. I- Seemed like maybe he was eliminated on Friday. But anyways, we'll get to all that next. Dirt and spray on the fan.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra.
2: All right, welcome back in seven thirty nine. We're running late today in segments and for the show. Yeah, it's 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 been a day. It's been a day. We're yelling about playoff stuff. Can I yell about something now? That is really chapping my ass. Yeah, I we have to do the rest of the segment in Jim's ass voice. defense. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, I don't know if they play ass defense or not because I don't know anything about this team. But I am. I was genuinely livid this weekend. Uh, can we all agree? Now, I, I went through a heartbreaking loss on Friday night. That's like top three or four worst losses in the history of my fandom. That one that one stung. It's going to sting for a while. Uh, can I ask you this? Yeah, what do you got? Can you name worse losses than that? We lost two national championship games. Touche. That's, you know, well. One of them by a field goal okay, at the last right. second when a running back was down at midfield. I was kind the of the other one against a third string yeah. quarterback, where every Oregon Would fan thought they were going to win. Opening wound, my goodness. So, Why well, I was more thinking conference, but he <laughs> to his point, he was going outside yeah. of that box. Yeah. yeah, also lost Rose Bowl in pretty heartbreaking fashion. So I think the Husky loss is worse than the Rose Bowl one. Uh, yeah, you can make an argument. Not you the title can. games, not the championships. Can we all agree, though? That just watching games all season, Oregon is probably a top-six team in the country, top-five team in the country? Is that a, is that a safe assessment? i go top-eight, for top sure, eight? Yeah, okay. for I would sure. Georgia, if you want to say Georgia's better than Oregon, that's fine. You put the four playoff teams, that's <clears> fine. <throat> I, Oregon would smoke Florida State. We don't need to get into that debate again, but I would take Oregon to beat Florida State handily. They? Yes, they would. would they? So, I'm top-six or seven team in the country? Is yeah. that fair? Is that a good assessment? Okay. Why on earth does my team have to play Liberty in the Fiesta Bowl? Why... Would you look at Oregon and say they lost two games all season by a combined six points to an undefeated team? By the way, Lanning is now 21-5 and in two years, and three of his five losses have come to undefeated teams. But you pair up Ole Miss and Penn State to play in a New Year's Six game. You give Ohio State and Missouri in the Cotton Bowl because, you know, glad Missouri gets a good favorable matchup. They deserve it. Georgia gets Florida State. So that'll be a fun two touchdown spread there. Glad that game's gonna happen. Well, and Oregon the, gets Liberty.
1: The the Bulls have an order of selection, so the The, the Pac twelve
2: committee... got screwed last year too. Yeah. But why does he play too late? Like SMU was supposed to be this team, not Liberty. You want to Liberty Liberty's schedule real Liberty quick? Liberty
1: was the highest-ranked Group of Five conference champion.
2: Uh, that's debatable. The Liberty's schedule. We talked about Florida State being I, screwed. Their schedule. They didn't play. The ACC was down. You can that's, debate that's, whether or not they should have been ranked there or not,
1: but they were the highest-ranked Group of Five conference champion, and they get the last spot
2: in the, in the New this, Year's Six game. This is the point of the committee. It's it. And by the way, I – Florida State thing isn't the only thing I'm pissed about. I still am dumbfounded that Washington went up one spot for beating Oregon oh, twice. Oh, could have been number one. And Michigan easy. was number one. Yeah. That bothers me. Anyways, this is who Liberty played. Bowling Green, New Mexico State, Buffalo, FIU, Sam Houston, Jacksonville State, Middle Tennessee State, Western Kentucky, Louisiana Tech, Old Dominion, UMass, UTEP, New Mexico State again. What is Top 25 worthy about that schedule at all? I don't care that they're undefeated. They're 13-0, and man. Why are they in the Top 22? (laughs) I just hate that my team got, and the Pac-12, again, got the short end of the stick. Last year, USC went with a Heisman Trophy-winning quarterback to the Cotton Bowl after losing to Utah, and they got Tulane. And they ended up losing the game. They blew a big lead. This year, Oregon has two losses to a number two team in the country by a total of six points. Like give give Missouri liberty. Does anybody is anybody excited to watch Missouri in a New Year's Six Bowl game? Is anybody all antsies in their pantsies to watch the Tigers? I I would I would be actually legitimately excited as a sports fan to watch your team play Missouri or Ole Miss. Sure, I would be too because they're Liberty. a they're a team with a pulse. Or Ohio State, who is a one loss team. Or give us the undefeated Florida State. We'd probably lose to Georgia. I'd love give me the Landing versus Kirby Smart. Let's see how different the gap is a year later. Ultimately, you know where I land with this: the twelve team playoff. Like we are, I don't know if we've all realized this or not. We are kind of watching a sport that was regional niche in some ways, but popular. We've watched it in our lifetime grow to be the second biggest sport in a North American sports. And I don't know if people realize we're watching the real time evolution of it where mm-hmm. they're trying to figure out how to keep growing while it grows an audience. And what they're getting wrong here, I think is fairly obvious. This is where I, I am concerned. The 12 team playoff, Oregon seemingly is going to be in this conversation every year. If DeBoer stays at Washington, same thing. You know, USC should be in this conversation. But there's going to be a lot of teams in the conversation for a 12-team playoff. I'm wondering, are we looking ahead here and saying to ourselves, they're stripping away what we love about the sport? Are we signing up for the next little version of NFL corporatization? Or are you holding on to the pageantry and you know the alma mater or the lifelong fandom and going to the campus and listening to the band and tailgating and having atmospheres matter? That was college football, and they completely blew it up, especially on the West Coast. And I'm just wondering, I know a Duck fan is sitting in a position of, yeah, disappointing in in a big way. We're going to be back next year and we'll be in this. Well, it's always fun to have a chance to win a New Year's 6 game. You just don't want to play Liberty. Yeah, but you're going to play schools you have no emotional attachment to. Like sure. you 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 are attached to Washington, whether you want to admit that or not. You hate them, so they mm-hmm. matter to you. You're going to play Washington still, but now you're going to play Indiana and Rutgers and Michigan State. And those games you're going to get up for. I just I does anybody worry? That, yeah, the sport's growing and it may include your team more, but like in the same way, they're kind of killing why we love college football. Has that struck anybody else that this is becoming just mini NFL corporatization? Oh, that team lost four games. Yeah, well, two game lose streak, no big deal. That that might be where this is all headed if they get oh, it's past not the Mike. 12-team playoff. This is definitely where it's headed. The ACC's going to die. The playoff will expand. It'll probably expand again past 12. Like This is exactly where we're So heading. is it going to keep growing in popularity, or do you think eventually think a will. college football fan will I go, go I have none of what I was attached to exists anymore? I think it will because money at the end of the day is really all that matters, and when you get more... "Quote unquote marquee matchups that people around the country want to watch. You're going to get more eyeballs on your sport. Yeah, but you're going to lose some of the, You're going to lose some communities. You're going to lose some fans. Sure, at the local level, there's no doubt about that. But like, if you get you know, top ten games between Alabama and LS, or excuse me, Oklahoma and LSU, that you don't usually get. Dude, that number is going to be ten million people watching that game. We know it is. Look at the regular season numbers this year; they were insane. And you're going to get more of those matchups with these, exp- you know, expanding conferences. This is what the sport is about now. Unfortunately, you're you you are always going to feel, and people like you are always going to feel a certain way when you see that gold W, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I think certain rivalries will kind of. Get bypassed a little bit here. Not that
3: a game will never matter. sure
2: will, yeah. But I think Oregon-Washington could be the equivalent of a Minnesota-Iowa rivalry where we go, oh, I didn't know that was a rivalry. Yeah, they play for a trophy. It's called the so-and-so game. It. Like, most of college football fans aren't as aware with that, and it doesn't mean quite the same thing that it once did when they created the rivalry and the trophy. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I saw that this weekend. I was eagerly awaiting. It's a disappointing end of the season, there's no doubt. You're like, all right, you're going to a New Year's 6 game. It's probably the Fiesta Bowl. Let's see who the opponent's going to be. Give me a fun matchup to end the year. Bo Nix is going to play, and then you get Liberty. And it's just the biggest thought of all time. I, I'm sorry I'm late on this, but I have to make this final point on this topic. The, the other reason I am defending and irate with Florida State being left out mm-hmm. is... We're going to keep handing everything to the SEC, and they've never, never had to abide by the same rules as the other four conferences. And so, yes, you want to see Alabama-Michigan. So do I. And I think Alabama can win the whole enchilada. That doesn't mean it's right. And you know what? Pac-12 wouldn't get this Alabama benefit. The Big 12 doesn't get this Alabama benefit. The ACC doesn't get the Alabama benefit. But we're sitting here defending the SEC, so you think this is okay now with four? Because Alabama looked good against Georgia. You wait till it's twelve and sixteen, and they're taking up most of the slots. Oh, they for sure. And will. then we'll see how fans feel about it yeah, all. They for sure. Will. They're going to get four or five teams in every year. There's no doubt about that. We got a lot to get to coming up in the final hour. Let's get to the Heisman finalists that was announced yesterday. Is it Jaden Daniels to win? How do we feel about it? We'll dive into that next on the fan. Well, it was announced yesterday. We have our Heisman finalists. Not really surprised. I think we all knew who it was going to be, but we can still be contentious about this. <laughs> why? Why are we forcing four people to be there when we know, know one of them like, has no chance to win the award? Legitimately, no, th- because not gonna it's gonna get not.
1: It's not a set number. They look at the voting and see if there's a natural break. Like Who's there's voting a for Marvin Harrison Jr. Between is it Steve Helweg at bucknuts.com? because I'm, who else
2: is voting for Marvin? Some years Harrison. there's only Demand been three. Answers.
1: Some years there's been
2: five. They just they look for the natural break. Malik Neighbors had 1,500 receiving yards this year at LSU. Not even mentioned. Not even mentioned. No. He led the nation in receiving yards. What did Roma Dunze have? 1,400? Roma Dunze. it's somehow like, I don't think it should hurt Penix, but like Washington might have two Eisman finalists on their roster. Marvin Harrison Jr. had fewer receiving yards than Tatoria McMillan at Arizona. <laughs> But he's a Heisman finalist, so that's cool. Do we show his dad during that ceremony? Does anybody else get uncomfortable? I remember. People don't forget. You can't talk about that, though. No, you can't. Um, So Marvin Harrison Jr. is a Heisman finalist. Why? I don't know. That's just kind of dumb to me. The other ones we knew, Michael Penix, Jaden Daniels, and Bo Nix. And I, I'm going to be really curious to see. I you know, I got to work on Saturday night, but I'll be curious where The yeah, hot game, uh, hot, yeah, Teddy Bear toss night, Saturday night. Oh. I'll be curious well, how this vote on, turns is this out. Your first CW game, first CW game, yeah, yeah, w- it is. the WB. I don't. I'm really curious to see how it like who finishes top, like how the order of the top three goes. Because you can make an argument in a million different ways. I'll say, yeah, Penix was great on Friday night. Was that enough to win the award and overcome down games? Oh, maybe. I think this- Daniels didn't play this weekend. Is that too much to drag him down? Even though the numbers are great this year, Bo didn't look good, but his numbers are great in the regular season. Season, yeah. Get Marvin Harrison Jr. out of the conversation. I'm yeah. curious how the top three goes. I think the voting will be extremely
1: regionalized. I think there's a lot of regional bias based on where you are and what you see more often than anything else. Who do people watch the most? Oh, that's
2: right. Another win for the SEC. And then Let's you'll keep have, arguing so you'll have two Pac-12 candidates and
1: they will probably there will be a little. Splitting of the vote between those two
2: that will. So we think it's Jaden Daniels to win then? Well, according to BetMGM, this is not a conversation. Really? He is minus 1400. Whoa. Pennix is plus 900. Knicks is 22 to 1. This is not a conversation. Whoa. This is a done deal. And I think a lot of voters, dirt in the South and the Midwest, and some that are in the Eastern time zones that are like obsessively covering college football, I think, and I think most of us follow those guys. You could see that they've been basically making the argument for Daniels all year, but Bo Nix beating Oregon State, ending the regular season the way he did, the completion percentage, as Boo Kerrigan liked to point it to, <laughs> like that, it was just too much. Mm. And so I think it swung Bo. And then he played that game against Washington and. Like, Pinnix outplayed him, Pinnocks jumped him, and I think those voters needed that yeah. because I think they honestly wanted to vote for Jane Daniels. Jane Daniels is very deserving of this award. He's had a great year, man. I don't punish him at all for the three losses. I think it's stupid. Tim Tebow won this award with four losses. Yes, he did. And that was a mediocre Florida team. His numbers weren't that impressive. I believe uh, Johnny Manziel had three losses. RG three, I want to say, had three losses when he won. So it's been done before. Yeah, you don't. I don't. This Doesn't criteria often, undefeated. Yeah. And honestly, if we still held that criteria, Michael Penix would win this award. And he beat Oregon twice, won at a neutral site as a double digit dog. Yeah, he had he had not the most impressive football performances, but we used to reward doing that, and now it's. The numbers are just – they're video game-like for Daniels. So mm-hmm. I hate to burst the bubble of Husky and Duck fan – Bet MGM is telling you this is this is over. There, yeah. there's not a contest here. Minus 1400 is insane. So that is on Saturday night, right? Saturday night we do the Heisman. Is that Saturday? Yes. Yes, okay. Army-Navy and then uh Heisman Trophy it's getting Saturday some night. competition
1: though this year from the uh, that'll be about the same time the uh, in-season tournament of
2: the NBA is about Our to tip off. semis on Saturday no night? Championship, championship Saturday. Night. Game. Semis Thursday. Oh. Are, we, are we I don't we know if we don't have a, a candidate from the schools here, we don't really Talk that much about this. Are we yeah. going to watch this one because Bo and Penix are there? I'll DVR it, but mm. I'll, I'll keep an eye on it. If he wins, I want to see the. I mean, I don't I As you just pointed out, I don't think the, he's going to you win. We want to talk but.
1: about a tedious show for that. They just drag it out forever. Takes forever. It's just like flip over whenever at the end of whatever hour they're doing it and see the award. Yeah. Yeah. Should
2: Milroe be there instead of Harrison? Or would uh, you go with somebody else? I wouldn't go with anybody else. You just keep those. If I, you I were going to do another wide receiver, I would do. I think Rome again, Dunze. Malik Neighbors has the most receiving yeah. yards in the country. Roma Dunze, Troy Franklin's had a better year than Marvin Harrison. Like there are other options out there. Why is he there? I, I don't know. I don't quite. Is know. he going to win the Belinikov? <laughs> It's going to be hilarious. He was one of the finalists, and everybody pointed that out immediately. Like, dude, he's number 10 in the country in receiving yards. Like, Like, Roma Dunes, he uh, should win that award. Yes, he should. Um, All right, we got a lot to get to in the final hour of the show. The mail sack's coming up at 8.15. If you've got any questions, fire him away at the Vancouver 4 text line, 503-864-6326. You can send them into the YouTube live chat as well. Got a couple other leftovers from the weekend that we haven't talked about yet. It's going to be loaded. Don't go anywhere. Dirt and Spray on 1080 The Fan.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,